live from the ESPN 690 and Atari Levine Studios. This is Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690 with Brent Martineau and Austin Lane. I think Carson Wentz can be uh, an exceptional quarterback in this league, and, and he's he's proven that, right? He, he back in 17, 18, you know, last year, um, and we got to continue to to battle and fight and work and and, and work with him individually, uh, work with him within the, the the confines of the offense, the structure, and and um, you know, just just get back get back to, to being Carson Wentz and back on track, and and so that that's my focus with him, you know, and and um, to to just get him back to the level of play that we all know that that he is he has shown us and that he is capable of uh of doing that's doug peterson okay i was gonna say it but it's pretty obvious i should have let you because you don't get many of them right at least give me a freebie hey at least put one on the (laughs) tee for me to hit out of the park there come on little slugger real quick before we get into this if someone tells you what kind of toothpaste you want is that a sign of disrespect or is that a compliment? Uh, that's a second one to look at as a compliment. Why not? I feel like people are asking, what kind of toothpaste do you want? Which means, like, you got some white teeth. What do you use? Let me hear your tips. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. Because we had somebody in our comment section go, what kind of toothpaste am I on? I think they're just trying to be a are little random. Are they brown? I don't think they're being random. I think they actually there was some intent behind No one's random on our thing. Everyone's got intent in our comment section. I, I can't see it. Hang on. Because there's a little delay here, so I'm going to see it when it pops good. up. So they're white enough. Yeah. I think it's the black shirt that Did helps. Did you have braces? I had braces. I still have my permanent retainer in. It's been knocked out twice, but I've had it in. So it's a permanent retainer. Yeah. I don't know. I don't you never had that? No. I mean, do you want me to show you? No, I, don't, I, I don't know, like, the whole social distancing. But like, it's down. Yeah, yeah. See it? So it's just, like, stuck in there. Stuck in there. Yeah, it's per. Hey, permanent. Until somebody <laughs> knocks it out. Yeah, it's been knocked out so twice. it's not once, stuck in there. Once, uh, <laughs> one, no, it's not stuck so in there. It's not I mean, <laughs> with enough brute force, anything can happen. No, I got it knocked out once playing basketball of all sports, and then the other time I was eating an apple, and there's the apple caught, like the glue came unhinged. So you played years in the NFL with it? Yeah. And then never. you get knocked out, but you ate an apple. Yeah, correct. <laughs> correct. Now, maybe it has to be replaced, and I'm about to drop some real... Uh, Cringe really knowledge for you real quick. You can get, kind of get to know I, I me a little a more. I feel dental endorsement coming. Uh, I need one because <laughs> last time I was to the dentist, and this is embarrassing. It's not really nah, embarrassing because I don't care. A few yeah. weeks ago. High school. Yeah, it was like 1996. Uh, high school, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it was, it was 2006, but yeah, close enough. Yeah, 2006, man. And I don't give any cavities. We're good. I did that for quite a uh, long time. So, I hadn't been to the dentist, and I went and I yeah. needed to go for about four weeks in a row. So to answer the, the the person's question, if he's being really sincere and not trying to be a, a you-know-what to me, uh, we use, because my wife, you know, she's super organic and all that stuff, right? So, you know, <laughs> hey, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a good way know. to be. Yeah, you know, <laughs> hey, you know, like even my deodorant, you know, <laughs> you know. Get organic deodorant, they do that? Yeah, that's and, a thing. And, and you know what? They ain't giving it away. Anyway, so for the toothpaste, like organic deodorant's a thing. Yes, yeah, so yeah, yeah. And uh, so for the toothpaste, um, it's some kind of like organic thing. I forgot the brand name, but it comes like in a yellow tube, and it's actually it's black, so it's got like charcoal in it and all that stuff. Organic. Huh. I'm not gonna say it's anything more. It's got charcoal in it. Phone call. Yeah, it's got it's got charcoal in it, so it's like a black looking toothpaste. And then dude, like. <laughs> And, oh man, uh, I'm digging myself a hole. Stuff must so, be good. So check this out. Though. She's in class, yeah, yeah, hopefully. Uh, hopefully, but like she gets all upset because it's a black toothpaste, essentially, right? What do you do with toothpaste? You spit it out in the sink. 
All right. So when I spit it out in the sink, what color do you think the sink's going to be Black. for my spit? Thank you very much. All right. And I don't have like it's 10 o'clock at night. The last thing I want to do is take a paper towel and wipe the sink down after every single use. So it stays in there. <laughs> so it stays in there and it marinates and it crusts up. <laughs> and then and then the next morning, who do you think is getting yelled at because there's black people? Uh, it's you. And probably rightfully so. I'm with her on that. Are you? Are you a you like a um, you organic toothpaste tried and true? I didn't even know they had organic toothpaste right. or deodorant. But are you a tried and true like Colgate Crest? I I don't care. This is gonna sound really. I have horrible Doesn't teeth, so oh. like my teeth are uber sensitive to everything. Like if I drink the water from our sink, it hurts because it's too cold. <laughs> so I have to get like this really like not strong toothpaste. <laughs> I just picture Kuz like at a restaurant and they bring out like an ice water and he takes a sip. No, it's so Can you heat this up? <laughs> it really is. You I'll heat be, up the I'll, ice I I always ask for no ice. In my Nicole, water. what are you getting into? This guy might be high maintenance That's if the I'm water saying. can be too cold. You, you ever watch the prices right and see those like uh Sensodyne commercials? Yeah. That's what you need. I do. That's Actually, old- I use uh whatever toothpaste I have, it's supposed to be like a it's supposed to help them not be so sensitive. And, and, and listen, I don't want to be mean to you right now, but I've seen those Sensodyne commercials and I've never seen somebody in their 20s or 30s <laughs> use that. That's a good okay. <laughs> Just a bunch of old people. Yeah. I'm Say not, what you want about I'm that. I'm more of a Crest guy, though. Are you Crest guy? But I'll do the Colgate because I think, like, Steph's more Colgate. Okay. And so we have both. And yeah. so whatever's there, I just grab. I'm going to be honest. There's something that's just really pleasing about having Is it the Crest that's, like, three colors? No, Crest is usually oh, the Colgate. blue color. Colgate, I think, is, is usually is the three, three colors. colors. And I, like I don't that. like the three co- colors. You, you, don't, you don't like the Trinity? No. I love the Trinity, no. man. Oh, the I feel like Trinity? the Trinity tastes worse than the uh, white. But yeah, but it looks cool. Yeah. Uh, it does kind of look cool, like on great. the box and stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Okay, anyways. <laughs> anyway, back to Carson Wentz. <laughs> That's enough of our toothpaste talk today. What kind of toothpaste does Carson Wentz use? Um, <laughs> the. It's definitely organic. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, I learned that's a thing. He has the money. Carson Wentz, is this it? I mean, he's 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 shook, as the kids say. Yeah, he's shook. <laughs> no, he is. <laughs> like he, are, the he kid, are the kids saying that? I don't know. Okay, but I've seen. I've said this before. I have seen the Carson Wentz look here in Jacksonville. Yeah, seen it with Blake Bortles. I've seen it with Blaine Gabbert. Probably seen it with others too, but those noticeably young quarterbacks that you're like, okay, they've got some stuff going, the good stuff, and then all of a sudden you can see it, man. And he has and the like, symptoms. And he's got symptoms of it. He's got the look of it. What? He's got the look of like I'm in the tank and I can't get out. And it's not tanking for the draft. Mm-hmm. It's like I, I don't know what to do. You're drowning. And and so to be honest with you, I feel like the move by Peterson right now is a good one because I think he almost needs to take a little bit of a break. But you got to be careful, and I just don't know the mentality. Like, what's the mental toughness side? Like, Blaine Gabbert, to, in my opinion, didn't handle being pushed into action right away, which he never should have been. And but he, but that really ruined his career for years. Hurt his confidence. Uh, Blake Bortles shouldn't have been either. Quite mm-hmm. frankly, both quarterbacks were very green. Just had a conversation with somebody about this today. Both were very raw and green, and and they needed time be, to learn the position at this level. Mm-hmm. But the coaches didn't give it to him. Gus Bradley put. Uh, um, Bortles in quickly. Jack Del Rio put Gabbard in too quickly. Mm. I did think the makeup of Bortles, for whatever reason, felt like he handled the adversity of it better. Mm-hmm. Now, in hindsight, there were some folks that would say, you didn't handle it as well as you thought he did. And there were 
definitely times that Bortles seemingly went in that tank. And it was like, how do you yank him out of it? See, good quarterbacks, they don't go they, – they have bad games. But, man, they shake that thing off and they go back out. You don't see it. Like, there's not – we have slumps in, in hitting in baseball, and everybody does it. Doesn't mm-hmm. matter if you're Ted Williams or Javi Baez. Yeah. You're going to have a slump. That's just the nature of the sport and the game. Good quarterbacks usually don't have slumps, do they? For elongated periods of time? I mean, when I hear a slump, I think of one game. You know, I mean, I think of like Aaron Rodgers games where, you know, he just he has a bad performance. And it's like, what is this guy doing? But the next game, it's like, oh, yeah. yeah. See, in, in I case would characterize slump a little bit more like, I could argue, and we'll see if he's coming out of it. I feel like Lamar Jackson, for him, mm-hmm. was in somewhat of a slump this year. Yeah. Like, I, I don't. There wasn't a lot of good play coming out of Lamar Jackson, if we're being quite honest. Mm-hmm. So now how long did that go? And then you had the COVID stuff in. And so maybe it's three, four games even. But now did we see a sign of him coming out of it? Now, we will see him come out of it if he's a good quarterback. Well, if, if yeah. he, What might be staring us in the face is he's not as good as he played last year. And the truth is he might just not be as good as he played last year. But see, what makes Carson Wentz such an enigma is the fact that if you want to compare him to Blake Bortles and Blaine Gabbert, I get it because we have seen Which, by the, the way, symptoms. He's a way better quarterback than those two guys. But here's what I'm yeah, here's what I'm trying to say. Carson Wentz is good is exponentially better than Blake Bortles or Blaine Gabbert could yeah. ever be. Yeah. Right? So like that's that's what makes in my opinion, that, that's what makes the decision hard for Doug Peterson. Because I get right now you're you're in a slump in and you you're playing horrible. And it's no everyone's watching this. And we got a young guy in Jalen Hurts that we just drafted where he came in and he had a little bit of a spark. I understand all of that. But to me, it's hard to go away from that guy after he's shown so much. I mean, we're, we're talking about a guy back in 17 who was in the MVP running, who probably would have won the MVP if he didn't get hurt. Yeah. He had some good numbers even last year. So to me, it's just it's hard to figure out. How do you deal with that type of player where he's shown you so much? You've seen the glimpses of brilliance, and now he's obviously in the doghouse. Yeah, and, and just um, and he looks it though. You know, it's like I can sit here and make excuses for Carson Wentz. His offensive line's not very good. The people they've picked around him, the weapons are, are just okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's had tight ends hurt. Mm-hmm. He's had running backs hurt. He's got plenty of, of reasons, and, yeah. and so therefore, if he had subpar play, I could. Go to those reasons. Be like, well, of course, this is what's. I mean, anybody in that situation. Listen, Tom Brady toward like last year, he wasn't as good as Tom Brady was three years prior. Yeah. Why? Because he didn't much around him. Yeah. Right. So I could make that case. Tom Brady, remember that game like years ago? Remember when he, they got blitzed by Kansas City? Their offensive line was brutal mm-hmm. through the first month of the year, and people were like Tom Brady's done. Oh, it was an embarrassment. Right. Yeah. yeah. Well, see, that's what. So it happens, but that's a lot because of what's going on around you. This is more than that. This is yes, they do have things going on. But I can tell in Carson Wentz's face mm-hmm. that this is more. And I think Peterson saw that, too. I think that's why. I don't think Jalen Hurts, by the way, is is going to sit there and yank Philadelphia out of the swoon they're in and, and, and just a miserable season they're in. I don't. I think we saw that the other night. He came in. It was like a little instant pop mm-hmm. and then threw it a pick and couldn't come back all the way. But it, it gave him a little bit of energy. Mm-hmm. So maybe they get a little bit of bump. But they are not like Car- all of a sudden now they're not going to win the last four games, in my opinion. And Jalen Hurts is like, oh, now he's your franchise QB. I don't think that's what's about to happen. I think the bigger question is not about Jalen Hurts. The bigger question is about Carson Wentz. Mm-hmm. Can he bounce back? Does he have the moxie in the game and the t- 
toughness, I guess, um, which I think is very hard, especially in that city, to bounce out of that, pull himself out of that, and become the quarterback that people thought he was, especially when they signed him to a $130 million deal. The 2016 NFL Draft. Carson Wentz goes number two. Three quarterbacks take in the first round. Paxton Lynch, let's get him out of here because let's be honest. I mean, I don't know where he's at right now. But Jared Goff goes number one. Carson Wentz goes number two. If you could build a team right now with what you know about both these quarterbacks, with what you've seen, are you going to build around Jared Goff or are you going to build around Carson Wentz? Ooh. Mm. See, you and I feel the same way about Goff. System quarterback, which is the ultimate insult to any quarterback out there, but we feel the same way. We give a lot of credit to McVay Mm -hmm. and putting him in good situations. And by the way, they are talented around him. You know, they've they've made better selections and and have more around him. Like, look at what's around Jared Goff versus what's around Wentz. Mm -hmm. And Carson Wentz would, in this questioning, would be like, can I go play in L.A.? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, Because, listen, I watched that game, whatever it was, a couple of weeks ago. I think the Packers game. He got hit, like, on every play. Yeah. You can't. It's very hard to play quarterback. And get hit on every play. Guy was running for his life literally every single play. I mean, I, I don't care who you are. Mm-hmm. It, it's very – if you watch the games, Brady struggled in his years because he got hit. I mean, that's just the nature of the, the position. But he's getting hit on every play. Well, he, he can't use his mobility because it's coming from everywhere. Yeah. It's not just like one – there's like a little leakage over here. It's everywhere there's leakage. So, man, that's a good question because I actually have concerns now about Wentz. Like – You've seen it in sports. Is it Rick Ankeel? Is it Chuck Knobloch? Is it you name it? Uh, and by the way, he was very good, but for a short period of time. Like, we didn't have a big enough sample to crown him Patrick Mahomes-like. Sure, he was in the MVP running. You know who else was in the MVP running three weeks ago? Kyler Murray was. <laughs> Baker Mayfield, now people say should be. Well, it's been four years for Baker. I mean, come on. Yeah. We've been up and down and up and down. Nobody's like saying all those guys are going to be Hall of Fame quarterbacks. Um, so Wentz is kind of in that boat where he's had these ups and he's like, okay, man, I'm buying into that. This guy's good, good, good. But now he's experiencing these downs, and until he comes back up, I have a hard time buying in. I would probably at the moment Jared Goff. believe more in golf because I'm concerned about the psyche of Wentz. Yeah. You yeah. don't agree, though. I mean – I mean, look, he's got 113 touchdowns and 50 picks. I mean, those are good numbers, 16,000 yards. He's got good numbers, but this is a miserable year, man. I mean, 57% completion rate in today's NFL? Yeah. Like, that's awful. 16 touchdowns, 15 picks? And I'm not even necessarily putting stats into it. I'm just going by, like, what I've seen from both quarterbacks. So, yes, Jared Goff, I mean, he was the general that led them to a Super Bowl, and I understand that. But I can also make excuses and say, well, it was actually that bunch formation. It was that tight bunch formation that got him the Super Bowl because yeah. no one really saw that, you True. know. So at least with Carson Wentz, like I remember watching him thinking, like this is the next big thing. Back in 2017, 2018, he had a pretty good year as well. I remember thinking, like this, this guy's the future. Like this big-bodied, mobile, big arm, good decision maker, great coach and Doug Peterson. They work well together. Like I thought he was going to be the next big thing. So once again, I guess. From my perspective, I just think the the ceiling was so much higher with Wentz when he was great that I'd probably still go with Wentz, as crazy yeah. as that sounds. That's because not crazy. I'm I think not it's crazy. On, but yeah, but at the end of the day, I mean, these are Goff's numbers. Like right now, like he's he's playing a good brand of football. And they're, I think, are they in first place or second? Tie for second or tie for uh, first or whatever? I don't whatever. Know. But they're, they're, they're doing well. Maybe. They're doing well, yeah. right, in a hard division. 
And it's hard to go away from that. I just think the good that I saw from Wentz, though, it trumps the good that I saw from, from Goff. Yeah, I do. I think the good and good, no yeah. doubt, Wentz looks like a better player. Looks so like he's going to play in the, the league good. for 12 years, yeah, right? Yeah, go and give me what I saw with the good. I, I know, but like, I, the reason I kind of brought up a guy like Bortles is, listen, we saw him play good for like a couple of months, too, and this organization bought into him. Mm-hmm. Now, they've already bought into Wentz, so it's, they don't have a choice. He's They're stuck. Now, they did go get a second-round pick in Jalen Hurts, and I just don't know what Hurts is going to be. And now you have an opportunity here the last few games. I, this, it's two ways. This is it. This is it, it can work in two ways. The sitting down to taking a step back will be good for Wentz rather than just taking more. It's like a bad golf swing, man, and going to the range. Don't do it. Yeah. Like, until you fix it a little bit and have better thoughts. Like, you're just going to keep making your bad golf swing and part of your psyche, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so maybe this is better to take a step back. The other thing is he takes a step back, doesn't get back in there, doesn't have anything positive for the entire offseason to live off, and he comes back out and it's a struggle next year early on, and now now you're you're deep into it. Yeah. And sometimes you get so far deep into it that you can't get out of it, man. And and I think there's a lot of good football in his body. I just don't uh, know if it's in his mind right now. No, and you're and absolutely right. I mean, the, probably the most mental position – um, in professional football and probably in all of sports is the quarterback position. And listen, I'm not sure what the thought process was behind drafting Jalen Hurts in the second round. I don't know if they had a first-round grade. It's like, well, he fell to us. We got to take him. I'm not sure if Doug Peterson saw something out of Carson Wentz the previous year where it's like, hey, we got to have a backup plan just in case because this Carson Wentz that I'm seeing right now, I'm not sold on. I don't know what those conversations were like. But I do know that when they drafted Jalen Hurts where they drafted him, that had to have some kind of effect on Carson Wentz's psyche. Even though you just got all that money, and I get it's what the money says, that had to affect him somehow. And when you find yourself in that type of position, there's one or two roads you can travel down. You can travel down and say, what a dumb pick that was to draft Jalen Hurts. Why would you draft him? I'm never coming out of the game. I'm Carson Wentz. Check out these all-pro numbers. Well, he's not doing that. But you can you can do that, or else you can you can fold, and you can say, "Man, something's wrong with my arm." Whatever the case may be, uh, I'm just not myself because of that decision. You saw it in Green Bay, all right. Aaron Rodgers, some people were saying, "Ah, eh, he might be on the back nine of his career a little bit." He's slowing down. He's had a couple of these games where these stats don't line up. What's Aaron Rodgers doing this year when they drafted Jordan yeah. Love? He's like, not so fast. You guys must have forgot what I can bring to the team. Now Aaron Rodgers having one of the best seasons ever had. Yeah, I do think that's a little different. He has so much equity built up inside that he knows how to rely on it. So, yeah. But I get you. I get what you're saying. It'll be re- the, the career of Carson Wentz is going to be very interesting because keep in mind, when they won that Super Bowl in Philadelphia, they wanted Nick Foles. If Nick yeah. Foles was playing better right now either in Jacksonville or Chicago, can you imagine the city of brotherly love right now, the way Wentz has played? I mean, took the wrong guy. I mean, they would say that. Now, they, yeah. some people thought that, but I don't know the way Foles has played. No. Anybody believes that anymore. Hey, before we go to break, Kuz, uh, let me just get this in. Uh, we're going to have uh, Ken Babby on from the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp about going AAA here in just a little bit. But Ohio State looks like the Big Ten. Um, I guess they haven't officially done it yet, but it looks like they're going to say uh, they're, they're going to remedy the rule. That says you need six games to be eligible for the conference championship. Yeah, of course you are. So, what do you? How do you feel about it? Um, do, should we feel cheated? Should Big Ten teams feel cheated? Or in reality, is this what 
in a COVID world where everybody has made changes, shame on the Big Ten for making this rule initially. This isn't more on Ohio State, but it's more on the Big Ten for setting parameters you might not be able to live by. Yeah, I mean, first of all, Michigan obviously is fist pumping behind their computer monitors and cell phones thinking, yes, we, we dodged a bullet here. Oh, we can't play football against Ohio State? Oh, Um I, I thought it was cool, by the way. The Michigan AD said, hey, he thinks they should reconsider yeah. the rule. Yeah. So I, I thought that was pretty good, actually, on his part. No, it, it was a classy gesture. And listen, it's obvious Ohio State's the best team in the Big Ten, hands down. right? Like Northwestern, you can make an argument for it, and all of a sudden Michigan State comes around and says, thanks for playing. So Ohio State's definitely the best team in the Big Ten. That's obvious. I just don't like the fact that you've been at the forefront. We talked about this with Fitz a little bit. The Big Ten's been at the forefront of this COVID thing, yeah. right? They're the ones that kind of dipped their toe in the pool and said, we're not going to play COVID-19. They're at the forefront of it. Now, whether that was the right decision or the wrong decision, they were spearheading that. So they're the outlier right now. And then when you have an opportunity to you know, back up your rule, back up what you believe in, you say, well, you know what? This is a special exception because, well, Ohio State's so good, so you only need five games this year. To me, it cheapens it. To me, um, you feel a little dirty, at least from my perspective. Now, obviously, Ohio State fans, I'm sure, are ecstatic because that means you can go to the college football playoff, assuming you win the, the Big Ten championship game. But for me on the outside, it just it cheapens it. Um, it just makes it feel like, is it even really that big a deal kind of thing? Well, I think it cheapens it from this essence, and I wonder if it would have anyway. Uh, maybe because they did have to go through this, but like the SEC and the ACC have played most of their games, mm-hmm. right? The, the teams that are in contention have played all their games, or or most of them. Um, I think they played all of them, really. So, well, no, Clemson didn't play Florida State. So, uh, so I understand that part, but I I do think we have to be again. I come from a very neutral spot. I'm Big Ten, SEC, whatever, Ohio State, Florida, Alabama, Clemson. Like mm-hmm. I, I've got no attachment to any, but I do think. If I was the Big Ten, I'd be really trying to get my team in, being honest. Oh, yeah. And I do think Ohio State, at face value, is one of the best teams in the country. And so if I answer those two questions, and, and I'll also say this. If if they were to play a game and lose, even to Michigan, they still would get in. You think so? No, they still get in the the Big Ten championship. Oh yeah, correct. correct. You know, so yes. then that would take them out of the the uh, Final Four. But yeah. so that's all of that at risk. And the, but the Final Four doesn't have a game limitation. Yeah. And so I think all of that added up. I'm okay with this. Like I think this is the way it should be. What I'm yeah. interested in here is if what if it's a close game? Well, they don't look great. And then what if these two conference games now with teams that have played three, four more games than Ohio State? And it's Notre Dame and Clemson, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. And if it's Florida and it's Alabama, it's a great game. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think you have to seriously think as a committee, and hey, these guys played 10 games. Yeah. These guys played the best. I mean, listen, with all due respect to Northwestern, Ohio State's got to play Northwestern, which means Ohio State hasn't played anybody other than Indiana. Yeah. See, I, I just feel like the, the credibility of Ohio State and the fact that you got one of the most exciting quarterbacks in the country, like that all helps out their cause. Right? Like, I, I feel like if... If Iowa or Wisconsin was in this position right now, nobody would really care. And I'd be like, oh, let's maybe put two ACC teams or let's put two SEC teams in it. Sorry, Big Ten. But the fact that it's the high and uh, the high and mighty Ohio State, I feel like they kind of get a pass a little bit. And I'll be honest, I want to see Ohio State in the college football playoff. I want to see Justin Fields yeah. do his thing uh, selfishly. But also, I guess like what bums me out selfishly 
is we just witnessed BYU take on Coastal Carolina. Right now, like, th- that was an intriguing match because of the records and everything like that. But, like, uh, what, what sold it for me was it was a drop of a dime. All of a sudden, two teams have played, are going to play each other. It's like the fight game, right? Like, yeah, that's yeah. what makes MMA so great. One guy gets hurt. All of a sudden, the next guy steps in. It's like, this is even a better fight. I yeah, got to yeah. tune in to watch this. And I feel like with Ohio State, you heard the rumblings a little bit. Ohio State, Texas A&M. Yeah, would be cool. And, and I get it. Like, yeah. the Big Ten doesn't, you know, I mean, there's a lot of stipulations, a lot of hoops you got to jump through. But for me, selfishly, as a college football fan, I wanted to see that. And when I was denied that, when I was denied that heavyweight fight, then it's like, ah, I mean, that sucks and it cheapens it. Yeah. Uh, Well, we'll see. We'll see what happens now in the Big Ten title game. Again, this isn't like, I guess, official, but it's it's going to be official. Um, And Ohio State's going to get a chance and uh, we'll see if they're good enough. Don't sleep on this, okay? Ohio State behind the scenes, I think, is a very, very powerful player in college athletics and especially college football. Mm-hmm. And the Big Ten is a powerful player. See, down here, everybody's like, SEC, SEC yeah. rules the day. Well, the Big Ten is a powerful component in the landscape of college athletics and <laughs> college football. Better check college and, basketball, too, while you're at it, man. No doubt. Yeah. And, and so they, I feel like they've gotten the benefit of the doubt before. You know, remember they were the one on the outside that got in the Final Four that one year? And then well, would somebody else, I don't know if somebody else would have. Yeah. Uh, politics might play a little role in it. Hey, when we come back, the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp are AAA. What does it mean to you? Is it a big deal? We talk with the owner next on ESPN 690. Brent Martineau. But we could really take this show off the rails if we wanted to go all, like, half politics, half sports. Austin Lane. I mean, have you been on Twitter lately? That's, do, you, do you want 100000 extra $100,000? Do you want a scholarship? Let's go. <laughs> politics. we get back here. Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. You know, there's a lot of things that go into it. I mean, practice is a big thing for me. You know what I'm saying? When people are practicing and how they're doing in practice. It's, uh, you know, you don't want to go into a game, you know, hoping someone's going to be able to do well. And then I think, so your evaluations are, you know, day to day during the week. And then, um, you know, then obviously on game day for the players that are playing and they're being evaluated. And if we feel like someone can go in there and help our team win, then we're going to put them in there. So I think that's pretty much, you know, the process of, of what's always been done. That's Doug Marone talking uh, today. A little more on the practice of uh, a lot of talk about practice these days practice? when it comes to uh, quarterback situation. What's this? I feel like uh, feel like you know what I feel like right now. Energy ball. Oh, this is it's some anime stuff. Yeah, but before that, I felt like I was on. Um, just keep talking. What's I'm the just, good ride at Disney? I'm gonna do my space Naruto runs. Space Mountain. Space Mountain. Yeah. So I felt I like you. I was in the tube. <laughs> I walk in towards Space Mountain. <laughs> You know, with the neon lights kind of going all over the place. You, you completely missed it, too, by the way. When you were uh, to the last song, when you were, like, in depth with your cell phone or your laptop, I was making an energy ball. You didn't even notice. I didn't notice. I spent 30 seconds making an energy ball. You know, like, the hardest thing I do in this show is kind of tease ahead and tweet out and share what we're going to talk about next. For sure. Because then half the time we don't talk about it. Well, and you got to spell it right, too. <laughs> You can't spell that right. Uh, There's the grammar police out there. Yeah. Most of the time I do okay on that. Oh, you're great. Most of the time. Don't tell you differently. You're great. Um, so when... What you put out now? When you said... When they said AAA today for the jumbo shrimp? Yeah. Did it do anything for you? Um... 
it, it actually it did. Because, I mean, listen, AAA is the next level from the pros, you know, from, from the big show. So I thought, like, when the AAA thing was announced, it's like, that's a step up. Like, you should be proud of that. So I was excited. Yeah. I mean, th- that's, like, where my head immediately went. And then, like, as I saw some of the people on Twitter and as I thought about it myself a little bit, then it's like, oh, that's right. Like, usually the big stars, they, you know, they go to AA, and then from AA they get, they get the call up to the big league. So... I didn't take into account, obviously, the players that you can have. I just took into account to saying that's an upgrade, man. Go from double A AA to triple A, add another A to it. That's an upgrade. Yeah, I, I think so, too. You know, and I think there's some excitement around this um, with the Miami Marlins uh, affiliate uh, going to triple uh, A. And right now, the owner of the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp joins us right here on Action Sports Jacks on ESPN 690. Ken Babby, congratulations. Uh, you guys look pretty fired up. What does this mean, and how excited are you? Well, we had to find some positive news in 2020, right? <laughs> well, uh, <laughs> you know, as, as has been reported, uh, very, very uh, flattered today that the Marlins have invited the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp to become the AAA affiliate. It's not, not the first time Jacksonville has been in AAA before. I'm sure you've probably shared that already. Uh, Nolan Ryan, Tom Seaver, a lot of other great Hall of Famers were AAA pitchers and players in Jacksonville. But this is a big deal for our community, great deal for the city, and I, I think um, everybody should be very, very excited uh, that we've been extended this opportunity. Ken, uh, w- real quick, we were just discussing this. What does invited mean? I mean, th- this is like it's happening, right? Well, I've made a I've made a big error, and that is that I should have <laughs> gone to law school, not not business school. These <laughs> these lawyers are smart. Uh, but the reality is we've been extended invitation means uh, that just just today uh, we've been uh, sent a an agreement and, and we'll have an opportunity to review it, ask questions. We are not alone. There are 120 minor league teams across the country that have been sent these agreements. Our, our club up in Akron, uh, the AA affiliate of the Indians, was extended an opportunity to be the AA affiliate of the Indians, which we have been since 1997, uh, so no change there. Uh, and so we'll take the time and go through it and understand it, ask questions, and my sense is uh, work, work, work together with Major League Baseball uh, to, to finalize the, the, the agreement. But, but, yeah, I think it's, it's a safe assumption we will work this through um, and, uh, and get back to playing baseball in the spring. And, and so that's why we've been very careful with our language. But great question. So, Ken, so when we talk about a team going from double-A AA to triple-A, um, what does that really entail from your perspective, right? Like, do, I mean, do you have to add seeding? Like, does, does your, I guess, day-to-day, does it change at all? Or do you just add another A to the thing and it's like, hey, we're triple-A now? Yeah, so sport, sports, you know, sports fans will know, you know, minor league teams, depending on the level, have different levels of treatment in terms of travel, welfare, the facility, et cetera. You know, a double-A team, which Jacksonville has been for many years, will travel by bus from city to city playing Southern League teams. As a triple-A team, we will now fly. Uh, we'll play against teams like Charlotte and Buffalo and, uh, and you know, Nashville and Indianapolis. And so we'll be playing larger markets. We'll be, play, be playing other NFL markets, I'll note as well. So I think it really is an establishment for the city. The great news as it is to the ballpark on the question you asked is that the ballpark, you know, one-to-one financial ballpark was built as a triple-A facility. And so when John Delaney is part of the Better Jacksonville plan and he was kind to reach out with a note today, he said, we've been preparing for this for years. And so to some degree, this invitation, uh, we knew we had a great facility. We have great geographic proximity to Miami for the Marlins. 
Um, we have great geographic proximity to the other AAA teams on the East Coast, and, uh, and the facility is one of the best in the country. So, no, we don't sit here today and say, you know, we're not, well, let's put it this way, we're not coming with a, a list of, of demands to the city of Jacksonville. We're, we're, we're prepared. Uh, we've got a great lease. We've got great partners. There may be some things around the edges we need to do to get it ready. Uh, we put in a new field already. That's one of the advantages, I suppose, the silver lining of the pandemic is that this fall we've installed a new playing surface, uh, uh, which will be ready for the, for the team in the, in the spring when they come. Uh, and so, yeah, we'll, we'll be ready for baseball. But that's a, an excellent question as well. Uh, I don't want to keep you much longer. I know you got some other calls to get to. So uh, I'll just share this quick story with you. Connor Maribel, who plays in the Cleveland Indians organization, who's from the area, I chatted with him back and forth a little bit. And he said, hey, are the shrimp going to be in the International League? I said, yeah. Well, that's good news for a guy like that who's in the Cleveland organization. Their AAA team's Columbus, which yeah. means they will now – he'll get a chance to come back and play home right if he's on. in AAA. Yeah. So uh, those kind of things are pretty cool uh, as well. Last question for you. Uh, the difference of player at AA and AAA, do we do we characterize this the right way? AAA guys are ready to go. You know, you don't have to develop them that much. Hey, if Miami needs a player, bam, call Jacksonville. Come on down. The AA player, we've seen a lot of stars, future stars, be here in Jacksonville, from Clayton Kershaw to Christian Yelich to Sixto Sanchez most recently, and bam, they're going to be like headline guys. Is is that a correct way to characterize maybe triple A and double A? I think it depends on, on the major league affiliate. They use the different levels differently. I think the way you've characterized it is exactly correct, which is the blue chip uh, young double A prospect stays there, kind of, you know, rides the bench for a little while, works their way into the game, is taking those 12, 15 hour bus rides, maybe not staying in the, the, the you know the major league level hotel and they're and they're figuring it out. They're you know if you're a pitcher and you've got two great pitches, you're developing that that third off speed pitch so that you can get in there and get that really tough hitter out. They're they're working on things. When you get when you get to the AAA level, uh, you know you're you're a call away. You know at this point you're 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 probably I'd say half our roster this year will be on the major league 40 man roster or at least a quarter of it. Uh, a lot of the guys that you see playing in Jacksonville will have major league service time, and so that's an interesting dynamic where. In Double A, they're just happy to be there, right? They're excited to be playing professional baseball. We're going to have a lot of guys now that think, "Hey, it's nice being in Jacksonville, but I'm supposed to be in Miami. I'm supposed to be, you know, playing against the Atlanta Braves and playing against the Mets." And so, um, you know, I think Triple A will provide an opportunity for us to see a higher caliber of baseball, both from our own team and then opponents. Uh, but uh, it's going to it'll it'll be a terrific opportunity for us. And 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 I'll come back to this because I think it is really important to mention again, Jacksonville is the 12th largest city in the United States. People are amazed when I say that. And you go back and you look at our population growth after the last 10 years. You know, if you're from Jacksonville, which I'm not, but I've spent a good portion of the last five years of my life understanding the market, learning it. You guys have welcomed me and, and our team. Uh, you know, we belong here. And, and I, be, I believe in my heart, Jacksonville is a triple-A market, and we're just thrilled we were extended this opportunity. I'm with you, man. My little guy, Ty, might ask the biggest question. Do they have to change their name? I said, heck no. They're still the Jacksonville Jumbo <laughs> Shrimp. Ken Babby, congrats. You better on, believe it. <laughs> congrats on the move to triple-A. Appreciate you taking a few minutes. Thank you, guys. Be well. We'll see you in the you spring. Bet. Happy holidays. Thanks. That's uh, Ken Babby, owner of the uh, Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. Big day for them. Think about Ken Babby since he bought the team. He's had some big days. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, really some some fun stuff that they've done from the name change to now to AAA. And by the way, you have to give credit to John Delaney, to uh, 
the Bragan family, to everybody involved in making Jacksonville Suns baseball big, to now the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp baseball big, the investment in the stadium. And by the way, for the folks that I don't know what it was like, the temperature from going to the Wolfson Park to now the stadium and how much it cost and was it worth it and were people battling it. But that's an indication. You build that park back in the early 2000s. And sometimes it takes a little time, but here's some almost 20 years later, you now get elevated to AAA status with a vision in mind. That's why I'm a fan of developing downtown. Yeah. Similar type stuff yeah. that sometimes takes time and a little bit of heartache and a little bit of negotiation that gets you to the next level. Yeah. We just saw it with the Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp happening. That's what you got to keep in mind. Like it- it's good for the shrimp in general, but it could be great for the city as well, yeah. which is also important. And I like that Ken Babby uh, made sure to make mention that as yeah. well for the city of Jacksonville. All right, we'll be back. Action Sports Chats on ESPN 6 Nine. I've got a thought. Does Cam Robinson deserve a contract extension? Would you sign him, franchise tag him? What are you doing with Cam Robinson for 2021? I am doing uh, ALS. Project ALS, and the person is uh, Chris Combs. So Chris used to work at the uh, NC State Booster Club, got diagnosed with ALS a few years ago and unfortunately uh, passed away a couple months ago from it. So uh, I became friends with him, and, uh, you know, it's a terrible disease that hopefully, you know, we can raise awareness for, uh, help help find a cure, help find ways to lower the suffering people go through. Um, you know, just a nasty disease that's kind of made some attention over the past decade with kind of the ice bucket challenge, Steve Leeson and some guys, but uh, just wanted a way to honor him and uh, the battle he fought. That is Mike Glennon. I tell you, I think this is one of the coolest things the NFL does and allows in or whoever came up with it is Mike Cleats, my cause, mm-hmm. my cause, my cleats. And um, everybody has a different thing and it's it's a great showcase of platform you know yeah. and i think now like the media asks about it and you get to explain it and then they'll put it on the big video boards at home awesome. on sunday and there's just a lot of i'll tell you what there's a lot of things out there you never even really heard of right didn't mm-hmm. even know existed mm-hmm. so you, you they didn't have that when you were playing no i was on the way out when they first started to implement that yeah mm-hmm. so that's cool i mean it's a it's a pretty good thing absolutely didn't you say that you want to get like a whole media thing where you want to get like your own for your cause i already have Oh, do you really? Yeah, I got them. Like what, the year, I don't know if it was the first year, but it, there was like a year where it elevated a little bit and mm-hmm. it, it started to become a thing. And so we were doing a story on it and asking a bunch of guys. And what we did is we did a story on, uh, because some, some of the guys will take their shoes, their cleats and send them to like LA. Like I remember Malik Jackson, Malik Jackson was here when we were doing the story. Malik Jackson had a guy in LA. Yeah. Well, there was, there was a, a bunch of guys in the locker room that had a, a young man, an artist right here in Jacksonville. And so we got the the guy's name, and we went over and did a story with him on doing all of it. And yeah. so then I asked him, I was like, hey, man, part of the story, you, you mind doing yeah. – like, so we put, like, Tom Coughlin J Fund on it because station's affiliated with that on the TV side. Put the Dream 18 on there. Uh, you know, put, like, CBS 47 and mm-hmm. Fox 30, and we didn't have ESPN 690 at the time. But um, so – but it's really cool to see it. So, I mean, I just bought, like, a white pair of shoes. I had one cleats, mm-hmm. but bought a white pair of shoes and – I mean, the, the artwork's tremendous on what they do. And so I, I kind of usually, I just keep them up in the office. Once in a while, though, on this game, like, I'll probably wear them Sunday. Awesome. I usually break them out for that game Sunday. Cool. Um, I think it's just a, 
really cool thing, again, not really for me, but for the guys to be able to do, mm-hmm. showcase a charity, have them be in tune with that charity, talk about it, explain it. And, again, it's good use of a platform, and the NFL platform's a giant one. Yeah, listen, I don't want to, like, <clears throat> cause any, like, waves or anything like that, but did, did I miss, like, did they not have, like, the Breast Cancer Awareness Month with Susan G. Coleman and, like, the Military Appreciation Month? Because usually, you know, they go the pink cleats, the they pink gloves. They did to service. Okay. Um, and it's a good question about, I thought they do, like, um, it's not just Breast Cancer Awareness Month anymore. Oh, I didn't you're think. right. It's, um, it's, it's all, the, it's like a, it's like a rainbow thing. Cause yes. it's like, um, I forgot what they called it. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. But though. they think catch they the, did do that. Catch them. Okay. I got you. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, you're right. It's something to catch. Yeah. Okay. I, I got that. Why do but I then, know that? I should know this. Yeah, you should. But it's all good. But I'm just saying, because usually you, you see the pink shoes and the pink yeah. gloves and everything, but I get it, yeah, because I think you see in the hats, they had hats, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. where they're like multicolored. I got you. And I think there was like a banner of, of different colors, yep. like on their sleeve or, yeah. so that was a lot, it used to be like a whole month worth. Correct. I think. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, then, again, good use of the platform. I, crucial I think this, catch. Crucial catch. There yeah. you go. Very good. Very yeah. good. Um, hey, I got uh, a thought. I want to do Cam Robinson, but I'm going to get into that in a little bit. Uh, before we do that. The whole stuff with LeBron mm. and Kyrie Irving, like Kyrie Irving, this stuff dates back a little bit. Like said, it wasn't clutch, and Durant was the most clutch guy that he played with. You know, blah 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 blah. Um, and you know, LeBron was. He said that recently this week said he was hurt by that. That he mm. said that. Kyrie Irving to me, man, I thought he was going to be such a star. Were and, you surprised that Josh Allen said he's one of like his influences? Yeah, up? I was really surprised, especially on the heels of that. Interesting, right? Yeah. Uh, now, I think because he has Cleveland and LeBron and, and Kyrie mm. probably splashed on with that, that title. Yeah. And so that's probably why Josh Allen kind of thinks of those two guys hand in hand. I thought Kyrie, I think Kyrie Irving's a very good player. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't know. I just don't put him on the pedestal. I think so many other NBA stars are on. Yeah. And I'm almost like, shut up, dude. I mean, you haven't even really, when's the last time you played significant basketball, yeah. like in the postseason? I thought that it was a bust with the Celtics. Obviously, he gets hurt, mm-hmm. and now with the Nets, we'll see what he does. But he's going to be second fiddle again. I mean, KD, yeah. he, it's like he left Cleveland because he wanted to be the guy, and he's never been the guy, and he's never going to be well, the guy. And when he's been the guy, let's be honest, the opportunities that he's had, he hasn't really delivered, right? And, and, yeah. and then that's the biggest thing. Like, if you want to be the guy, and if you want to be all about you, well, then you got to win on your own. Like, LeBron James went to how many finals with just him in Cleveland, right? Yeah. Like, he earned that since day one. In my opinion, Kyrie Irving hasn't earned that yet. Now, now maybe I'm just like a get off, you know, my lawn type of dude because, like Josh Allen said, he's a big influence on him. But from where I'm sitting, I look at him right now. I'm just like, I wouldn't even probably put you respectably, but I wouldn't put you in the top five. Probably maybe in the ten, top ten. I, know, I think yeah. you have to get to the top fifteen for yeah. Kyrie Irving right now. And yeah. there's a lot of good players. There is. Do you like that LeBron came out and did this? We gotta go. But yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, uh, do you like do. when he's answering the question truthfully? Yeah. I like that. He's, he's, been, he's speaking truth. I yeah. mean, uh, a guy who always like, you know. So everybody else gives people a pat on the back on Twitter. Yeah. Now he's telling it like it is. Yeah, I, I like appreciate it. that. All when, right. When are we going to get our props from LeBron James? Uh, soon enough. Cam I Robinson so. chat when we come back on ESPN 690.